This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 7th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. Health savings accounts are meant to put people squarely in control of their own health care dollars. A new proposal for so-called large HSAs would give consumers even more control over health care spending. Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, discusses the idea. For decades, there really hasn't been that much difference between Republicans and Democrats when it comes to health care. And we can see this most clearly in how Democrats took a Republican proposal that we now call Obamacare and ran with it and, and, and enacted it. And Republicans now want to repeal Obamacare, and that's a big difference between Republicans and Democrats. But most Republicans want to replace Obamacare with something that I call Obamacare light, a proposal for where the federal government offers health insurance tax credits to some or all Americans that shares a lot of features with Obamacare. Well, something has emerged now. Some legislation has been introduced in Congress that actually takes a step in the opposite direction toward a market system so that if you repeal Obamacare and put in place health insurance tax credits, you'd, you'd really be moving in the same direction as Obamacare. But this legislation, which would create what I call large health savings accounts, actually moves in the opposite direction toward a market system. And it does that by trying to correct. It doesn't eliminate all of these problems, but trying to correct some of the problems that the tax code creates by offering preferred tax status to employer-sponsored insurance. That encourages people to purchase insurance to purchase medical care through insurance rather than directly. It encourages people to purchase health insurance through an employer rather than directly from an insurance company. And that's really lousy insurance. I mean, that's a kind of insurance that goes away when you get sick and can't work anymore. Who in their right mind would buy that sort of insurance unless the federal government was putting its thumb on the scales? So what large health savings accounts would do is they would say to workers, you don't have to give your employer control over $13,000 of your income in order to get this tax preference. You can get that same tax break on money that you put into a large health savings account or that your employer puts into a large health savings account. The legislation that has been introduced in Congress would allow people to put $9,000 into a large HSA if they're single, $18,000 if uh, for a family. That means that the $13,000 that the average employer is put, is spending on the average family plan could, could go to the worker. They could put it in their large health savings account, and then they could use that money. They would own it. They would control it. It would grow tax-free. And then they could use that money either to stay on their employer's plan, if that's what they want to do, or purchase health insurance from any other source without tax consequences, all tax-free. And by shifting... So, so this is important for a number of reasons. Perhaps first and foremost, you're giving workers control over part of their income that they currently do not control, that the tax code is taking away from them. And so giving them control over $13,000 of their income is like a huge tax cut. And over 10 years, we're talking about $9 trillion that would be returned to workers, taken out of the hands of employers and given to the workers who earned it. And then you are leveling the playing field between 
different ways of purchasing insurance so that you don't have to stay with a lousy employer-sponsored plan that you don't like and that disappears if you get sick and can't work or if you divorce or uh, all the other ways that people lose their employer-sponsored insurance. You can buy a secure policy that stays with you from job to job. And one of the most important effects of of large health savings accounts would be this. If you enact it with Obamacare on the books, because you can do that, then people would see the full cost of Obamacare's hidden taxes, and that would build political support for getting rid of Obamacare. If you enact it after Obamacare is repealed or uh, it helps to build opposition for, or or it helps to build support for repeal and Congress uh, does repeal it, then compared to every other reform that's been proposed, health insurance tax credits or what have you, large health savings accounts would involve the the least amount of government restrictions on health insurance design and uh, and so forth, w- which would allow for maximum innovation in health insurance. And we, we would get to see innovations like what I call pre-existing conditions insurance that basically offers you health insurance for 20% of the cost of a typical health insurance plan. So you would be able to get health the health insurance protection at a discount of 80% off of what you would otherwise have to pay. So these are the sorts of innovations that would be available to consumers if you take the government's thumb off the scale and let workers control their own earnings. What limitations does uh, the Affordable Care Act place on deductibles? Because there are a lot of of people who would love to get uh, a health savings account and get high deductible coverage, but there are limits on the, uh, d- the maximum deductible that you can get for health insurance. There are a number of ways that Obamacare limits deductibles. One is that you can't sell a health insurance policy with an actuarial value of uh, less than 60%. That means that for a, an average population, all health insurance plans have to cover at least 60% of their medical expenses. And that limits deductibles right there. The federal tax code prior to Obamacare limited the deductibles that you can pair with a health savings account so that a lot of people who had deductibles of fifteen, dollars $25,000 and were very happy with those health plans, they lost those health plans. They're not able to, uh, unless they're still grandfathered, they're not able to keep those health plans, keep those high deductibles. But the HSA law and the Affordable Care Act also limit uh, other types of cost sharing, so that there is not only a limit on deductibles, there's a limit on out-of-pocket exposure, so that even if you have uh, a, a deductible that's below the limit, uh, you can't have coinsurance that exceeds this out-of-pocket limit. So you might want a deductible of $10,000 and then maybe 50% coinsurance for a while after that, 25 you know, tapering off. But uh, the both HSA law and Obamacare prohibit your ability to do that. To get rid of these restrictions, well, large health savings accounts would eliminate the restrictions on uh, on HSA-compatible plans because it would el- they would eliminate the requirement, this legislation that's been introduced in Congress, would eliminate the requirement that you purchase health insurance at all in order to have, in order to be able to put money tax-free into a large HSA. And that would be a boon to uh, the uninsurable. To get rid of the restrictions that Obamacare places on deductibles, you've got to get rid of Obamacare. One of the key features that uh, I've always appreciated about HSAs, and uh, I think you argue would increase under large HSAs, is 
getting to a system in which a consumer's, a healthcare consumer's preferences and sensitivities to prices would begin to replace sort of a central bureaucracy's attempt to reduce costs within the healthcare system. That's right. And that would happen in a number of ways. For basic primary care, if you are 100% insured, you don't care about the cost of the services that you're receiving. And by putting its thumb on the scale of more insurance, on the side of more insurance, the government has encouraged more people to have either 100% coverage or something very close. And so they don't care about the cost of their primary care. And so we don't have a competitive market that drives down the prices for those services. And at the same time, they're wondering what their actual insurance might cover uh, right. down they, the road, they, but th- that's the insurance they've got. So Right. And they don't sometimes uh, they don't know until well after they've received the services if what they're going to pay and how much. So if consumers control all of their health care dollars, instead of having to surrender them and their health insurance decisions to their employer, then they have the freedom to choose a health insurance plan that provides the coverage of preventive care that they like. If it's 100% coverage, that's great. They can pay the higher premiums for that. But if they'd rather have a high deductible and pay for preventive care out of pocket, and I think a lot of people would, then we're going to have a lot more people paying cash uh, for preventive care, scrutinizing the cost of preventive care. And that's going to put downward pressure on prices and bring health care within the reach of more people. So the, the very people that we care about the most, the, the, the sick and, and, and those with low incomes, we're going to be bringing health care within their reach just by getting everyone else to act like you know, to start spending their own money on healthcare instead of spending other people's money. And when you do that, not only will that help to uh, expo- expose the full cost of Obamacare and build pressure for repealing that, but it will also expose the full cost of all sorts of other government regulations that increase the cost of primary care. Restrictions on nurse practitioners and other mid-level clinicians uh, are an example. When people are paying uh, excessive prices out of their own pockets, then you're creating a constituency for reforming the licensing and scope of practice rules that make healthcare uh, more expensive for the poor. Michael Cannon directs the Cato Institute's health policy studies. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.